Welcome, friends, to Crazy Women Country, where women's voices matter. We bring you the greatest female voices in the music industry, from the artists, songwriters, and producers, to managers and executives, and all the women who make the music industry what it is today. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, friends, to another episode of Crazy Women Country. I'm Donna, and today I'm here with the talented Van Plating. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. I'm so glad you're here. And uh, as we were talking before, uh, we are both Floridians, so we understand when we say it's hot and humid in the middle of November here. Yes. Why? Why is it like this? (sighs) I don't know, but I'm I'm looking forward to the the cold January, you know, and we have yes. those cold snaps in the 40s, and I look forward yes. to those. Yes, it's a long ways away to me right now, but <laughs> yes, we'll hang it, we'll hang in there till then. <laughs> yep, keep wearing our shorts and things like that. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Well, so we'd love to start off with the most difficult question. Okay, who is Van Plating? Uh well, she's a woman who is a human and uh, I have made art in some facet my whole life. Um, I guess in this conversation, we'll be talking a lot about that, but also, you know, I'm a mother, I have four kids um, and a husband who's a wonderful partner. Um, We live in Lakeland, Florida. So I'm not that far from you. I'm only a couple, I think like what, two hours, something like that from barely two. Yeah. About two hours. So not, not that far, not that far. And um, Van Plating is a Florida girl from multiple generations. Um, I grew up on music here. My granddad was in a bluegrass band. Um, my mom's musical, played piano. My dad was in a rock band. I grew up just immersed in that culture um, here. It's kind of like when you're a kid, it's like by osmosis, like you don't even know what you have growing up. Um, so Florida is definitely a big part of who I am. And then just, you know, living all those different roles out in my life every day. I'm a producer, I'm an artist, I'm a mother, I'm a wife, I'm a lot of things. Van Plating is a lot of things and she's probably overcommitted, but she thrives (laughs) on being (laughs) overcommitted. Oh, I think that's why I love you so much. I do the same thing. Although I don't have I four it. kids, I have a bunch of dogs, so it's it kind of equals out yeah. to toddlers running yeah, around. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so now I know you got started very young, and you started um, mm-hmm. on the violin doing classical training. Is that correct? That is correct. When I was three years old, uh, my mother put us in my my brother when he got old enough to. He was only like one when I started when I was three. Um, and she got us in violin lessons. And then from the time I was very small, I can remember, you know, during the week I'd be working on scales and arpeggios and Bach and Vivaldi and all that. And then on the weekends, they would plop me down in the middle of the circle where my granddad was playing music with his brothers and they would just be like play. And so I learned like my ear developed really early from that. And like my dad would always encourage me to play along with him, um, when he'd play guitar after work in the evenings. And so that was just always part of it. But yes, so very, very, very small. My mom said I sang before I could talk. 
So it's been a long time of that. I can imagine <laughs> that. I could imagine. Yeah. You're a very creative person. So yeah. Yeah, it's in oh. the DNA, I guess. Well, so tell me, who are some of your musical influences? Oh, uh, there are so many. Uh, I would say Jeff Buckley's a big one. Is my singing. You could probably, that's probably not one you would pick up having listened to my music. But then if I say that, you're like, oh, I could hear that because I, I, la- I like to explore the range. I use some falsetto, kind of lots of different sounds. Um, so that's a big influence. Who else? Um, well, right now I'm totally deep diving into like the current album that I'm making. So I'm diving into a lot of like Tom Petty and the Heartbreaker sounds, a lot of the sounds he used on the album Wildflowers, mm-hmm. um, which came out when I was, I think I must have been in middle school, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'd have to look back at it. Uh, but that's a really big one for me. I just keep going back to the um, the textures that he used. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? I'm trying to think of, well, Brandy Carlisle is a huge one. Um, she kind of taught me to sing again after a long time of working in a job where I was just, you know, singing other people's music. When I started writing again, I started working through some of her songs and it was really, really um, incredibly cathartic and it pushed me really hard. So those are a few of them. Um, There's so many though. There's just so many. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, there's so many great like, musicians everywhere. So, you know, yeah. it does get hard sometimes. Yeah. And we always yeah. fall like, to the, we'll, our top favorites, right? Right. Like, we'll get off this call and I'll be like, oh, I can't believe I didn't say so-and-so. You know what I mean? Um, but that's why sometimes you have more than one conversation about a thing. Because you remember things later on. But yeah, those are the big ones right now. Like, that's what's in my head, like, right now. Like, I was just in the studio trying to imagine like what would it be like there's a song that you've probably heard a clip of since we're friends on twitter um and it has kind of like a johnny cash june carter feel to it mm-hmm. and uh i was in the arrangement i'm trying to figure out how what if jack white was riffing on johnny cash how would that guitar sound so those are like the voices that are like all fighting <laughs> in my head you know and then i'm the one singing and that's its own thing um <laughs> Anyway, I just totally took that question. That, on, like, that's perfect. Way, I, I but, love that, but, though. I love that. Like, well, let's all just dive into your head for a little because that is so cool. Like, <laughs> you know, there's some people that are like, well, I just kind of thought of this or that. And, you know, you just kind of explained the whole process of what was going on for, you know, <laughs> I loved it. That's what I'm like. <laughs> word vomit. <laughs> that's what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, so speaking of your current project, do we want to talk about yeah. that a little bit? Um, Orange Blossom sure. Child? Right? Yes, I would love to. Yes. Uh, that's the new one. I am deep in the first couple songs. Um, oh, it's so exciting. I just remember something that I'm, I mean, I haven't forgotten, but you know how sometimes you get like, I went like this. I was so excited. <laughs> so I have a friend who's playing drums on the record. Who's really, really super good. And I only asked him on a whim because like, my my friend who played on you know the album that I produced for Olivia that just came out mm-hmm. Young Dumb and in Love he's my go-to drummer he's injured he wasn't going to be able to play and I was like thinking well I wanted to at least get started so on a whim I reached out to this friend of mine who's like he's he's a world-class player 
he plays in Devin Allman's band. He plays for Allman Family Revival. He's really, really busy. I didn't even know if he would have time, much less be able to, you know, work on my budget and stuff. So I just kind of DM'd him on Instagram. and was like, hey, if it's not too much and you wouldn't mind and, you know, I kind of have a song and it'd be cool if you played about, you know, like I was just like super timid. And he DM'd me back and I was like, absolutely. Send me, you know, send me a mix and and we'll see. And five songs later, he's played the first half of the record. And Beautiful. what's, yeah, it's incredible. And what's really cool to me is uh, the, the way he's playing the drums is really leaning into the way I play guitar and the way mm-hmm. I sing. And so it's really, this album is going to be a lot more nuanced than anything I've done before. Like all the parts are going like this, you know? And so just today I was like losing my mind tracking guitar to this song I was just talking about because I wanted it to feel like the drums and the guitar are kind of doing this. And so there's just a lot of intention there and they sound amazing. So he's really great. Uh, my friend, Will Harrison, who you also see popping up on Twitter, probably a lot. Uh, we are, he's one of my best friends, even though we, we tease each other a lot on Twitter. People might not even think we like each other, but he's a good friend. He's playing bass. He really gets that like balance of like country honky tonk, but he's from Louisiana. So he's a Southern guy. So he gets like not playing things exactly straight. Mm -hmm. And so there's just a lot of swagger in this album. There's a lot of, it sounds a lot more like what I'm like when you come to hear me play live versus what you've heard from the studio recordings I've done in the past. I love those things. They're, they're beautiful. They're works of art. I'm very proud of them but I really wanted to like dig into the grit that, that people get, you know, in the real experience this time. Um, so that, that's kind of a deep dive into the, some of the details, but the, the concept of it, Orange Blossom Child is about, you know, your roots being from here, being from Florida and growing up here and stories from, you know, the title track, Orange Blossom Child talks about driving my dad's Jeep Cherokee on Orange Blossom Trail. You know, up and down in a popka, going to see my friends, you know, driving to the beach with the windows down. Um, talk about the rivers and the springs up there. And just, I don't know, there's something so unique about Florida. It's got this sort of primordial, moody, saturated colors and sounds. It's just a little bit different. Music from here is a little bit different. Stories from here, literature from here is a little different. And so that's like... I really want to do my very best to do justice to that on this album um, in every single sound, you know, and it's going to be, I just mentioned a couple people, like there's going to be a stellar cast of amazing friends who are all jumping into play. Um, I've been kind of sending text messages and uh, getting people lined up and it's going to be really, it's going to be really cool. Definitely excited. And that will be out in Thank September you. 2023, everyone. We got the Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it will be. So we'll definitely have Van back on here. We'll have you back on. Because yes, you're gonna have please. to come on and talk all about it. Cause I, I'm hoping to get to like hear some sneak peeks and talk about the songs before they're released to get everyone hyped up. For sure. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. I would love that. That would be awesome. And you know, I'm glad that you mentioned the difference in music from a locality because you know, mm-hmm. recently I was just listening to a uh, lady from the Appalachia area and mm-hmm. it was just like, you can just tell certain areas that are different. Um, and that was, mm-hmm. I think the West Virginia area to even the mm-hmm. Kentucky Appalachian, you know, and you can t- 
tell those differences. And it, it's just very, you know, sometimes you may not catch it if you're just listening, you know, but when you really like right. take that time to, you can really appreciate, you know, what they put into their artistry as far as locality, you know, and it's, it's right. So I'm, I'm really excited for it. Yeah. I mean, it goes all the way deep down into the rhythm section. I mean, it's just an energy thing and you really can hear it if you start. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So let's mention, I know now you've just, now, is this your first uh, full production album uh, that you've just done? for No. No. Okay. So that's exciting. Hold on. I can't hear you one second. I think we just froze. Okay, everyone, just one second. We appear to be frozen here. Okay, so after a brief freezing, let me re-ask the question for you. So okay. um, obviously I know you just produced Liv's new album, her first debut album. Yes. Now you just yes. said that this wasn't your first album that you produced. So you want to tell us a little bit more about your production hat and well, so this is my, that was my first full production credit. My most recent album, the one that you know, uh, The Way Down, I co-produced that one. Um, I wasn't the, the, you know, the only production hat wearer, uh, but I did share that. Uh, and that was my first time kind of doing that. Um, I've wanted to for a long time. I feel like engineering has always been intimidating to me. Um, I've, you know, been in music my entire life. I've been my first recording session. I was like six years old, you know, like I've been arranging, I've been writing, I've been performing, I've done sessions forever. Um, but that like actual engineering part of it has always intimidated me. And it kind of took like a little bit of a push, uh, for me to actually do it. But like most things we're scared of, it really was not a big deal at all. It was totally easy because I did all the other stuff already. It was really just the pushing of buttons that scared me. <laughs> as ridiculous as that sounds. Um, and so, yes, Liv's record was the first one that uh, I have the sole producer credit on and it felt uh, really cool. I could not have asked for a better artist to work with um, for it being my first one. And just also in general, even if it hadn't been my first one, she's just such a special voice, um, such a special writer. And she's so down to try things. Uh, the approach with that album was really unique because instead of building it from the bottom up, like usually in the mm -hmm. studio, you'll, you'll come in, you'll do like scratch tracks of just the vocals and the guitars. And then you build it from bottom up drums, bass, rhythm meet instruments color instruments and the vocal but with her her voice is so unique and knowing that this was going to be my first like offering into the world as a producer i wanted to do something different and i thought that she'd be the right person and so we actually built it from the inside out we built it from her voice and you can tell when you listen to it that her voice is supposed to be in the center of it um and it was a gamble because it made the rest of our jobs a lot harder, mm -hmm. uh, you know, than just like setting a click and forgetting it and layering up. Um, but I feel like what we ended up with was this beautiful tension between the vocalist and all the instruments, because they're all having to lean into her performances, mm -hmm. even the drummer, even the bass player. Mm -hmm. And so having that be 
be the the whole point having the stories and the voice be the point it kind of um created something really unique and then just you know just throwing all kinds of sounds on there that i'd always wanted to use and i'd always kind of had somebody arguing with me about it but this time i didn't <laughs> <laughs> maniacal laughter because <laughs> uh, olivia's olivia's like yes do that 12 string. Yes, go for it. Give me all the twin fiddles. Anything you want. I am in. You know? Yeah. Total enabler for sure. Um, but it really worked and I'm incredibly proud of it. And she worked really hard for it. Um, she really pushed herself. And, you know, I, I don't I have no reservations about what we ended up with. I'm just incredibly proud of it. Thankful for the mixing engineer. Uh, who put up with and understood all of my isms. Uh, yeah, it, it's really good. So I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you've enjoyed what you've heard. I have. I, it was brilliant. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Like, and, you know, and, it, and like, you can always tell the difference between people that are willing to try something and people that are like, no, we got to do the standard. And, it, it, and, and I don't want to say the, the standard mm -hmm. as in the recording of what, you know, the expectations right. of what a company that you work with, you know, right. for expects, yeah. especially if you're a signed artist, you right. know, versus an indie artist. And yeah, right. That really does make a, a difference. And sometimes because you can just see the broadening and of an album mm -hmm. and with the debut album, I'm like, this is so like creative. Like it's, you know, sometimes it, it's, it seems creative, like overkill or, or, or you know, it, it just depends. Sometimes. Yeah. I know it's what you mean. Like, it just seemed like smooth. Like it was like, this is great. It's creative. It's this, it's unique for a debut album. And then it just, everything just seamlessly just, I loved it. So I could Thank be biased, but I so loved it. Much. Thank you. I'm so glad it, I felt, it feels like a very strong debut for her too. Like she didn't hold back from anything. And, you know, as a young woman in the music industry, she's kind of started with no box around her. Yes. Um, and that as a woman who's farther along in her life, looking back, I wish someone had been able to do that for me. So it's really exciting to see her kind of just embrace like her freedom and who she is and just be confident and go for it. I'm Absolutely. hyped for her. I want to do another one. <laughs> oh, well, just make sure you let us know in advance. I will be glad to help hype it up too. Oh, amazing. we would love that. I will let you know. Thank you. So would you like to do our 20 crazy questions? Absolutely. I love crazy questions. Okay, wonderful. I promise we won't get arrested yet. Okay. So tell me, what is your dance like nobody's watching song? The song you have to dance to. Oh, that's a hard one. Okay, okay, okay. I'm thinking. thinking. <laughs> is, this, is there a timer on? Okay. Something by Michael Jackson. Probably, ooh, Blood on the Dance Floor is really good. Uh, for dancing in the kitchen. Um, anything by Michael Jackson is very danceable to me. Perfect. Like no one is like, watching, whether anyone is watching watch or, not. or not. Yeah, it's happening. If that's on, it's happening. <laughs> Grocery store too? Oh yeah, oh yeah, doesn't matter. Freezer aisle, yeah. I'm jamming. Oh. <laughs> So tell me, what is a song that you think is like the perfect workout song or maybe a genre? Um, well, I work out a lot and 
hip hop seems to just really work for working out. It just really does. That bass gets going. Mm-hmm. Although I will say as a second choice, ACDC is pretty good to work out to. Great choices. Can't, can't disagree yeah. with any of those. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, so tell me in your opinion, what are the top two concerts that you've ever attended? Mm, okay. My top two would be probably Brandy Carlisle the night before the world shut down in 2020 in March, she played at GMF. I don't know if you were there for that in Tampa. Um, and it was like the last thing we went to before the pandemic. And she just, she always gives an incredible performance, but that night was really special because we didn't know we wouldn't be doing that again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I heard her sing a lot of my favorite songs. And then probably my second one would be the first concert I ever went to, which was the Wallflowers uh, when I was like way too young to be at a Wallflowers concert. (laughs) My parents were really strict. I still don't understand how that even, how I pulled that off. Um, But it was the Wallflowers. They were my first concert. They played outside at the Hard Rock in Orlando. Mm -hmm. And I can just remember like the smell of weed and like, people sloshing beer over me and I was like in middle school but I was right by the stage and I could see Rami Jaffe's uh cigarette hanging from his mouth while he's playing the keys and Jacob Dylan was right there and you know one headlight was like a brand new song um and that was like my first real rock concert experience and it just blew my mind so those are my two top ones for sure wonderful I can also say I've never seen, you know, wallflowers. And that was one as we were, we're right around the same age. So yeah, that was someone that I had one yeah. that I wanted to see. And, you know, yeah, I just remember many concerts. My parents were like, no, you're not going. But I was like, okay, Reba's at the Allentown fair. They're like, go ahead, have fun. I'm like, seriously. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. I, I'm good. They were, yeah. <laughs> it happened. And I have that memory. That is awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. So tell me. Do you have any guilty pleasure music? You know, the music that uh, you would never really admit to normally listening to? I mean, the Encanto soundtrack is yeah. really good. It's mm-hmm. just really good. Can't help. Thank you, Lin-Manuel Miranda, <laughs> for that. <laughs> Absolutely. I, you know, I, have to, I hate to say it. All of the, almost all of the, and they say kid movies, right? The kid movies mm-hmm. have some had the, just the most amazing songs to them, don't they? Especially they do. inspirational Those and got great songs too. Yeah. 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 So hypothetically, if I came to you mm-hmm. and said, I need to hide a dead body. Do you know a good place? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I'm an outlaw. I got all kinds of places, but I can't tell you here. Yeah. yeah no, don't tell whole... me here. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're the no. closest. I got you. Artist. So I'd probably call you first because more than likely yeah, it's gonna happen in Florida. Yeah. So yeah, I'll just yeah, I got you. Got you covered. <laughs> Do you have a game plan for zombie apocalypse? Well, I mean, it kind of changes. Our plans change, you know, depending on whether we feel like we're gonna become the zombies or if we feel feel like we're gonna be running from the zombies. Having four kids, we discuss this a lot. Uh, mostly we say we're just going to go to the mountains, um, you know, where we like to go. There's a place up there that we like to go. 
And that way we can escape all of civilization and the kids plan to have like a vegetable garden and a, and a nuclear shelter too. Um, I'm not sure based on their follow through uh, that we would actually be safe there. Uh, but, you know, the alternative is becoming zombies, which I guess might be okay. I don't know. Very interesting. Well, if you decide to not become a zombie, um, some of the Canadian artists have told me that they, there was one in particular that told me that they've never seen zombie in snow. So they just need to stay in the uh, highest part of the mountains uh, that have snow. So then only during the, okay. the summer season, we might have to worry, but otherwise. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So that's good to know. Yeah. Interesting thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. For sure. So in your opinion, what job would you be terrible at doing? Oh, anything that requires me to use spreadsheets, any spreadsheets, <laughs> any data entry. I actually once, okay, so I didn't actually quit a job, but I talked my college roommate into covering for me at a job that was at my cousin's business in college and it was data entry <laughs> and uh, I just couldn't do it, but I couldn't let him down. So I was like, but if you'll do it, I'll just pay you. And we did it all summer. He never found out. He might know now if he's watching this. Sorry, Dave. I, I didn't do any of that. Um, but yeah, I just hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Sitting at a desk and like putting things in boxes just stresses me out. I can't do it. Okay. Well, if you need any data analytics, let me know. Okay. I do that daytime okay. work. So just let me know. I can do okay. it. Okay. Not that I love okay. doing it all the time, but I got you covered there. Cool. So I know the Powerball is like almost $2 billion right now. Hypothetically, if you won the lottery, what's the first thing you would do? Um, I would fund my kids' college. I would put some in savings for sure. Those would be the first two things I would do. Um, And probably just try to give some money away to some people who really need it. Mm -hmm. And, And then the rest of it goes to getting vinyl printed. Nice. I love it. Lots love of it. it. <laughs> oh, I said with the hurricane, I said there's so many people south of me that, uh, you know, I, we were fortunate. I mean, even my neighbors, you know, their house needs work and things like that and roof, yada, yada. I said, we were very fortunate. We'd have a major damage, which is great. Um, little things we fixed mostly a couple things here and there, no, nothing major, but there's friends that have lost everything and it's just a struggle. I said, you yes. know, what, the first thing I think that's now one of the first things I would do is go help them and be like, look, yeah. I don't care whatever insurance you get, get it. Here's the money, rebuild it, go, you know, not, not even. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of folks down there, Fort Myers that are really, really struggling right now. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell me, what's the last thing you read? The last thing I read would be um, Kate Bears. Oh, is it that kind of woman? Is that what it's called? It's a poetry book. Um, she does, I forget if it's called omission poetry or erasure poetry, but she'll take like different emails people send her and pull words out. And you've probably seen it. And she turns them into like, usually they're kind of negative comments uh, toward her. And then she turns them into these beautiful, empowering poems. Um, and my best friend gave me two, two of her books. And I was just reading that one, looking for some lyrical inspiration. I think it's that kind of woman. I hope I'm not saying it wrong. <laughs> it's okay. We'll look it up afterwards. It'll be fine. No worries. <laughs> Do you prefer boots or heels? Boots all day long. I probably have 20 pairs of boots. 
And one favorite, right? Mm, no? Probably five favorites. <laughs> Actually, no, that, that's a lie. I wear my white ones. I probably wear my white ones more than anything. Um, yeah. But yes, boots forever. <laughs> oh, so if we made a movie about your life, who would you want to play you? Mm, that's a good question. I don't know. Hmm. Who would I want to play me? I'm trying to think of actresses that I know who they are. <laughs> who do you think should play me? Oh, I don't know. We could probably could get anyone. So, I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of Reese Witherspoon. I think she just has a very unique. Oh, she's about great. Her. So I think she'd be able she's to play great. you. She's That'd really be, cool. Yeah. She's cool. I like her. Yeah. Okay. We can go with that. Okay. I approve that decision. <laughs> It's approved. Uh, okay, I'll give her a call tomorrow and we'll we'll get the production going. Great. Right after, right after we claim the, the lottery winning. So, of course, you know. Perfect. Perfect. Yes. So, this one might not be so difficult for you since you have children. Where's Waldo? Oh, gosh. Waldo, I hope, is on vacation. He's been working hard for a long time. Maybe like Tulum, Mexico? No. Nice. Beautiful. I'd like to go to Tulum. Yeah, let's plan that. Let's just plan that. (laughs) I'm in. Count me in. Great. So in your opinion, what's the best thing since sliced bread? Oh, man. I really like vegetables. And that's no one's going to like that answer. But it's true. (laughs) I love them. I love them in so many ways. I like pickled vegetables. I like curried vegetables. I guess I'm just a vegetable. Just a vegetable. That's perfect. <laughs> I'm just a vegetable. I love vegetables. <laughs> I think we would have best friends as kids. I wouldn't eat anything but Aww. vegetables. So really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, so do you prefer to cook or order in? I love to cook. Um, we order in sometimes. But yeah, we, my husband and I both love to cook. So it's, it's, in fact, I can hear, I can hear spoons in the kitchen <laughs> happening. I think it's spaghetti night tonight. So Ooh, nice. my, da- my daughter, uh, my second oldest daughter loves to make salads. So she goes in there and she chops up the romaine. She likes to make a Caesar salad. And then she has this other salad she calls the good salad. Um, and that's for not pasta night. She will. Caesar salad only on pasta night. That's the only way it works for her. There's four of them, but she has strong opinions. So we go with that. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Oh. So in your opinion, what's the worst pizza topping? Mm, probably like the not good kind of mushrooms. You know, the ones I'm talking about, what are they? The, you know, the canned ones. Those are gross, yeah. but I like mushrooms, just not those kinds. No, I think they have to do fresh. Yeah, yeah. I like fresh. That's good. Mm-hmm. So what do you wish would magically clean itself? The house, the car, probably the house. Definitely <laughs> the house. Definitely the house. Specifically the kitchen and my kids' rooms. Yeah, that's my yeah. vote. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we'll get that magic cleaning thing started. Great. 
tell me something on your bucket list besides Tulum, Mexico. Okay. Mm, Iceland. I've always wanted to go to Iceland and hike the glaciers and go in the blue lagoon. That's what I want. Nice. Okay. Take me with you when you go. That's all I ask. Okay. Deal. If you could be any person like Dolly Parton or a position like a CEO or a surgeon, who or what position would you want to be for a day and why? Hmm. I don't know if I'd want to be anything else than I am. I'd love to do what I do on a larger scale, if that makes sense. It does. Um, yeah, I think that's that's my that's what my heart says. I think I want to just do this, but bigger and better and more, you know? So maybe, maybe, maybe be about Dolly for a day and just get inside the mind and just. Sure. She's got some great shoes and wigs too. So. Uh, right? I'm just yeah. saying. She, She's hot. Yeah. Dolly's hot. <laughs> She's got it. Did you see that dress she wore for her like rock and roll hall of fame thing? Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Well, that was, that was. Yeah. She's a living legend for a reason. I, you know, if, if I needed to like dress for something, I'd be like, I just call her up and be like, I need you to pick out a dress for me. Just here I am. You just, whatever you want me to wear. I, yeah. I think you'll, you'll, yeah. Like, can you be my design consultant? Yeah. Like for sure. She's got it. Absolutely. So do you have any words of wisdom that you live by? Mm. Well, I guess in a way, I mean, you know, be kind, be yourself. Try not to listen to outside voices that conflict with what you know to be true. It's easy to get confused. You know, there's a lot of voices shouting at us all the time. But I mean, I think kindness is always a good start. Yeah. Kindness and honesty. You can figure out how to do both of those things at once. I think that's the thing. Yeah. Absolutely. That's beautiful. So thank you. Obviously, we know you've you've been diving into this new album that you're creating. So mm-hmm. besides that, what else is happening? Uh, for I know we're getting close to the holidays and all that good stuff. So what else is happening yes. the rest of this year? Any any great plans? Uh, anything? Well, allegedly, I have a show on Wednesday in Sanford, but it's hurricane now. Did you see this? I, I did see that. That might be a cat one. So I don't know. So like, so does that mean we still get to do things or not? I, I think so. I think it's going to be this discretionary of the place. Uh, is it is it inside show, outside show? It's inside. It's in Sanford, so it's not that yeah. close to the coast. But I'm just like, I'm already seeing little flurries in my email. You know, people are worried because last time was awful. Mm-hmm. So supposedly, I have a show with two of my friends, two wonderful Florida artists, Joshua C. Riley, who's from uh, St. Pete area, and then Patrick Hagerman, who's Orlando-based. Um, that's Wednesday night. And then other than that, really just honing in on the record, um, gonna keep going on that and Thanksgiving break, we're going to go to the mountains in Georgia with the kids. Nice. That's always a good time. Yeah. It's always nice and cold. And we do like a Charlie Brown Christmas tree up there after Thanksgiving, yeah. they go cut something down and it's like a little sapling <laughs> and they decorate it. It's really, really a sweet time. Um, and other than that, it's just, yeah, just making art and taking care of babies and they're not babies anymore. My youngest is six, but keeping people alive. That's what yes. we're doing. <laughs> uh, and I think that's very important. Having some, 
It is very, that's the thing. Honestly, I feel like if you are just keeping them alive, that's a good baseline. Yes. It's a good baseline when you have, when you have a bunch of them and keeping them good, um, you know, being good people. Yes. That's yeah. yes. <laughs> there. So my oldest is in middle school. And so I have a 12 year old, a 10 year old, an eight year old and a six year old girl, 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 boy. And so it's very, it's a very like kind of busy time with school. Um, but they're just all a bunch of fun. They always have all kinds of different stuff going on with school this time of year. So it's spirit week for my oldest right now. So this morning she was dressed as a Renaissance queen because that was the time period that her class got. And, you know, they'll want to be baking. I think I promised my eight-year-old we were doing Rice Krispie treats tomorrow. So it's just like, there's always a lot of different stuff going. And I love that. Like, I, I love that my life has multiple facets. I think for me personally, when I was younger, you know, I've been doing art for a long time. When I was younger in music, I think I did a lot of sitting around and a lot of like overthinking that I just don't have time to do now. You know, it was, it was part of being in my twenties and it was part of, you know, being an indie rock girl it was like sitting at the coffee shop, just thinking really hard and, you know, being depressed about stuff. That was like part of the deal. But now I really have to like prioritize. Okay. The kids are at school. I'm going to go hit the gym and then I am hitting the studio until I pick them up. And, uh, you know, and then we pick them up and then we live that life, you know, and it's all interwoven. And I just love that. I feel like it's a huge gift to have a lot of different things going on, you know, um, and I'll be doing session work, I'm sure for, for different folks. I don't know who, who yet, but that just always tends to kind of float through. So that's it. That's our, that's Beautiful. our Christmas probably. I yeah. Well, if you ever need a taste tester, I'm a very good taste tester. Uh, although I have okay, made, I'm planning on making Rice Krispies treats tonight just because I like to make them. And that's one of my favorite snacks. So yeah, just call me up anytime for, for, you know, taste okay. tester. all right. Sounds good. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much for joining me today and you are welcome back anytime. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a blast. I really appreciate you. Oh, it's my pleasure. And thank you friends for joining us for another episode. Have a great day. If you enjoyed today's episode of Crazy Women Country, don't forget to give us a thumbs up. Be sure to click the subscribe button for new interviews weekly. And thank you, friends, for joining us today on Crazy Women Country, where women's voices matter.